way. And I just hope we can get to a point where everybody's harmonious and everybody's on the same page. And I think that really is going to take getting people together. And hopefully that will happen on the cricket field when we start the new season, you know? You were uh, on the golf course, hence our slightly later start tonight, mate. How did you go? Yeah, not too bad, um, Liam, actually. Um, I recently joined Murrayfield Golf Course, which is a um, lovely spot, um, lovely views over Edinburgh. And um, I tell you a funny thing, first four holes, I had two pars, but was seven over par, because I got a treble on the first and a quadruple on the third. Ooh, uh, what let you down, so- Pete? The putter? Uh, putter, chipping, approach play, driving, everything really on those <laughs> holes. Um, but I managed to scrape round in about 18 over, so that's not too bad for me. Mm-hmm. Take mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, on a cold, on a yeah. cold Thursday night, mate. On a cold um, Thursday night, got the hailstorm, hailstorm on 18, and that was about it. <laughs> All good. Well, I was going to say, mate, what about your fellow left handed golf? Uh, hero at the weekend rolling back the years it's funny though isn't it because you know it's difficult to like phil mickelson these days with uh the uh live golf stuff but i couldn't help but fall in love with him all over again to be honest with you liam watching mm. him roll back the years on that back nine of augusta that was um something to something to behold um and uh, yeah really inspirational when you see a 52 year old cracking it around, around there um, eight under par or whatever it was, but you know John Rahm was superb as well. I lo- love it when the Masters comes about because when the Masters is about, you know, summer's around the corner, the cricket season's around the corner. That's why I used to think used to be like all oh, Masters weekend, then it's pre-season the next yes. weekend. Yeah, um, which I'm sure everybody's thinking about right now. Liam, yourself included, no doubt. Have you got a pre-season game coming up this? So we, we do. We have our first game against Kinloch. Um, I'm not playing. I'm still not right. But um, I, was, I was down coaching and, well, no, I'll take that back. Wasn't coaching. I was setting up drills. Um, but it's been good. Okay. But I have to show you this for the sports fans. Obviously, they can't see. But this is our new stash, Pete, okay? So oh. you can see, see that Strathmore yeah. badge? Now, yeah. You got asked for your initials, and I said, I yeah. don't worry about it. I don't really want my initials on mine. So the guy that was filling it in obviously filled in NA, not applicable. And oh, look what I've got on my top, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my days. NA. 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 I'm trying to Which think is very getting... quickly of a famous cricketer with the initials NA. Mm. Don't Jeez. you think there is one? I'm struggling. All I can think of, bizarrely, is the famous pro from Strathmore, whose first name was Nigel, but second name uh, was Hazel. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yep. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, uh, no, uh, yeah. can't think of an NA. But all I can, when I think of kit and the fact you're playing Kinlock this weekend, I yes. saw on social media their kit announcement, which How I good. thought was superb, brilliant, was brilliant. Do you know what? <laughs> There'll be the. Uh, the jealousy of a lot of teams who thought, why didn't we think of something like that? So, yeah, it's wandering it was around the DNA museum, wasn't it? Weren't they and looking, looking yeah, all the, the yeah, yeah. And the so their captain, Tahir 
Nazi is a, is a nice lad who has basically grew up with Mizbah, Mizbah Ulhaq. Wow. So he's like sometimes must have some good connections. So it ended up on like kind of mainstream Pakistani news. And one of the lads from our club shared it in, a, in our group chat. Um, it was like a two minute, uh, two and a half minute, I think it was, on like on the main news about Kinloch changing to a coloured kit in uh, Dundee. So how, how has that made the news in Pakistan? Don't that know. is I, remarkable. Tahir must have good, good, uh, good connections, man. But yeah, that's quality. There's a remarkable, I mean, a remarkable connection I always find between the Scottish Pakistani community and, and Pakistan international cricketers. I always remember, I mean, God, we're going back 2007 now or something like that. You know, Edinburgh CC, which are a predominantly Pakistani team. And I remember there was all this talk they were going to bring a Freedy over for the uh, playoff final and all the rest of this because they all had connect- connections in there. I always remember that one. But no, uh, no, brilliant. Fair play to Kinlock. Superb. Great bit of work. Real good bit of yeah. work. And that just shows you the type of out-the-box thinking that clubs should be thinking about. And it doesn't. it's not long before it becomes a story. So, yes, uh-huh. Kinlock are, are at Mighty Strath on Saturday. Um, yeah, but everything's gone quite well, actually. Uh, we're in about training. And I should touch on it, Pete. Obviously, our previous pod, episode 33, uh, by far our kind of biggest pod um, most mm-hmm. listened to most interaction um, got quite a lot of comments off the back of it as well so thank you to the sports fans out there for listening um, Pete yeah. you were you were in for uh, deserved praise mate well it's very kind and it was very kind of, of so many people to, to get in touch and, and and sort of I guess agree in many respects nod their heads in, in many ways to some of the points that we were coming across and I think you know, we always, I suppose, try and take a a kind of a balanced viewpoint when it comes to these things. And I think ultimately, you know, like everybody in the Scottish cricketing community, ultimately, we just want what's best for the game in Scotland. Um, I don't think anybody is going to tell you we, we should not deal with racism in the game in, in, in Scotland. You know, it's un- we, we, we are aware that there... I think everybody is aware to a a degree that there is racism issues in cricket in Scotland and, and nobody and nobody here is saying that we shouldn't be addressing them. And I do. And Anjan Luster, as we said, was not saying we shouldn't address these issues. It's just how you address them. And I think we felt objectively that watching Anjan Luther and his approach, that, that things were going to, have to be we're going to be sorted in a root and branch kind of mechanism getting right and trying to deal with a a more holistic viewpoint of cricket in scotland because if you're ingrained into cricket in scotland you know that there are lots of issues that 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 uh, stretch beyond racism but can address that such as the financial issue the under-resourcement and things like that and i think that you know we you know i think we really took that on board and i can't help but off the back of what we've seen over the last couple of weeks since our pod uh, Liam, um, around the, the, the feedback on the pod, but also the debate on Twitter, it's still toxic. It's still very negative. And I can't help but think that l- looking at things when it comes to run out of racism, l- I've looked at their website, tried to get an understanding myself of, of kind of, I suppose, what their desired outcome is. And I, I look at their points on their website and a lot of them were being addressed 
by Anjan Lustra. It was around delivering a, um, a review which has been delivered to and addressing the points in those reviews specifically. Now that's out the hands of Angela, for example. You know, I think we all want racism addressed, but to me, some of the key protagonists that run out of racism, they're just looking for retribution and, and retribution doesn't solve racism. It just, it actually makes everybody feel rubbish. And I'm not saying for a second people should get off scotch free for being racist. But, but I still want to see examples, key examples of these, these issues um, of racism in cricket in Scotland, particularly the key protagonists, the likes of Kazim Sheikh, the likes of Majahed, where we've seen explicit examples of racism, whether it be um, direct or indirect, uh, and, and bring them to the fore. Or I want to understand what or an act of racism really want from this, because I think they want it dealt with their way. And I think they've got to trust the people that were in place otherwise they should have put people like Paul Reddish when he was in hand when he was in Cricket Scotland he you know he could have addressed them himself so I appreciate I've gone off again there Liam uh, but but um, I hope that summarises kind of what we've seen since and and hopefully we can address we can move forward with this um, but in the right way in a positive way because at the moment it's still not positive is it? No no not uh, a lot of nodding again there, Pete. A lot of nodding again. A lot of uh, agreeance with uh, pretty much all of your points. Um, I, it must be said, you know, we are three white Scots talking about it. It is difficult to flip it on its head and be in the minority and see it from a diff- in different point of view and walk in someone else's shoes. But like you said, Pete, we're trying to provide some kind of balance and some kind of constructive... C- conversation around about it and um, which is which is hopefully what what we have done and what we're continuing to do absolutely can i just make one final thing liam as well me. though i mean I, I would just say i know obviously Andrew and luther has been very very vocal on twitter since and a lot of what he said has really been quite revealing <laughs> i can't help but think though when he does put a video of piers morgan it really frustrates because i can't stand piers morgan but uh but I do understand what he says. It, it is hard. I am very hard. I imagine when a very vocal lobby group are, are really trying to push an agenda, and it, uh, uh, and and I've got every sympathy for him, and I've got every sympathy for the people in cricket in Scotland. But equally, I've got every sympathy for for people in run-outs racism who really feel that they've been they've they've they've, they've had this impact them, and they want to address things in a certain way. And I just hope we can get to a point where everybody's harmonious and everybody's on the same page. And I think that really is going to take getting people together. And hopefully that will happen on the cricket field when we start the new season, you know? Yes, it brings us on nicely to what we're going to chat about today, folks, which is uh, our East Premier League preview. Um, we will uh, hopefully dig out a West uh, League preview as well, but it does take a while to get all, all this information together, Pete. Um, mm-hmm. We did have a third member of the pod who did was set some homework, but as usual... That third member of the pod does nothing regarding homework. Lazy. He is lazy. Uh, he is, I think he's in Northern Ireland playing golf. Um, so, yeah, he is. Uh, you're not going to hear the dulcet tones of Matty Parker today, sports fans. However, we'll move on. So, Matty's team came out of the league this year, our broth, um, and they were replaced by Meagle. So, Meagle uh, won the SPCU and won the playoff against Gala. Um, Pete, you had your day in the sun at Meagle. Uh, come on, tell us what your figures were that day. Can you remember? Ah, uh, I think 
think they were nine overs. I, you've, I think you've got them written down. I hope you've got them No, I think down. you've... Have you not got them tattooed on your leg or something like that? I should do. Nine, I, I only got two wickets that day, but I only went for about four runs, I think, or maybe it was six runs or something along those lines. Um, but it was just just little nagging length, <laughs> nagging little length, and just nibbled the ball around a bit. It was nice, lovely day there. I remember there was a nice classic car parked up watching uh, uh, that day. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. It was a good day. I like I lovely, lovely ground meagle. Um, you know, uh, it's it's real classic village cricket there, meagle. Yeah. But but a good a good team, and it's really good to see a small place. Uh, produce young cricketers and, and and you know and a real mixed mixed age range actually of cricketer um there with a real community feel for the club which I think is lovely. Yeah, yeah. They do have a, a core a kind of I think you were hinting about Peter Drummond there about the age thing. Yes I was. Uh, I was I was friend of the show. <laughs> friend of the show. Um I think Pete's just sneaked into his forties now so um, if you're listening, Pete, uh, go go well. Uh, but yeah, they've they've stolen they've stolen Sammy ja- Sammy Ejaz and Tian Brits from from Strathmore, um, mm-hmm. robbery, uh, theft. Yeah. So uh, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Do you know what? I, I, obviously, being captain this last season, I've obviously had you know decisions to make and people to speak to, but you know. They're, they're offering them a higher level of cricket um, in the Eastern Premier League and they went with our best wishes really because uh, because they'll, they'll they'll get to play at bigger better grounds and against some top international cricketers as well which is what they want to be doing um, but I think the league I think those two in particular will do well Sammy Ejaz and Tian um, they'll both do well in the league and they've retained their previous overseas, Raju Gayashan, who's a Sri yep. Lankan pro, a small diminutive batsman. But um, he's 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 now residing in, in, in the UK and um, based here now. So they'll they'll be a strong wow. unit. They'll be a strong unit. I think I'd like to think they they'd win a couple of games early season and kind of hopefully get into that mid table comfort zone where they they're not worrying about relegation. So. That's uh, Meagle, um, which Good. brings us nicely yeah. on to your boys, Pierre, the Watsons. The Watsons. How yeah. are the Watsons yeah. looking? So, no, I think they're looking pretty good, to be honest with you. Um, there's there's a sort of air of confidence, I feel, from certain players. I've been speaking a, a, a little bit. There's no real players that have, have disappeared or, or, or left the club since last season. Um, they've really only strengthened. So you've obviously got Ollie Hares, who's not really got much in the way, or by the looks of things, much in the way of Scotland uh, duties uh, because there was talk that he'd retired. I'm not convinced he actually has retired. He never used the word retire. Um, so he's got the bit between his teeth to score some runs. You've obviously got Michael Carson still as captain, but they've also added to that. They've got Liam Naylor, um, who obviously is broken into the Scotland side. They've also got, I believe his, his name is... is it, Oliver Davidson or Jasper Davidson. It's one of the Davidsons. They're mm-hmm. not the one that's gotten to the Scotland side, mm-hmm. but the one who was in the under-19 side, um, who's a bat, who can bowl a little bit as well. He's been playing uh, top-grade cricket in Adelaide over the winter. Um, so, again, adding to the batting resources there. Um, I think the, the challenge is going to be for Watsonians around balance of side. Because, um, uh, you know, you've got a lot of that top order are going to be key bowlers. Now, Josh Stinson, it's worth saying he's probably not going to play really at all. I don't think he is going to play at all. 
he's had a second child. Um, you know, there's going to be a bit of reliance on Lockie Hillis, uh, probably Gareth Weatherall, but it's it's how you get that balance right. Are they going to get enough overs? Is it the season that they bring some of the youngsters through? They've got really good uh, Scotland under 15 wicketkeeper called Bruce Weatherhead, for example. He might um, step up as a batsman, I think, maybe this year. He really impressed me um, over the last few years as his brother, as a taller seam bowler who can bat as well. Um, you know, they actually towards the end of last season, you saw the likes of Salah Ali coming back, coming into the side a bit more. Um, there was a, a couple of other younger lads coming in. It could be that season for them. Uh, but I think a lot of reliance will be on scoring big runs. Meyer sides a good run scoring deck these days. Um, I don't think they've got the out and out pace bowling, though, that's necessary to probably bowl teams out on that deck. Um, but with a bit of containment, they'll be thinking top half of the table, I would have thought. Yep, I think I think that's fair. They're going to have a strong batting lineup, aren't they? they could could uh, teams could be on the end of a three hundred plus score for the Watsons? Yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you know, Carson, Chalmers, Hares, Naylor, Davidson, Brock, they can all. They're all still there. They'll all be scoring runs, and there's a bit of depth there, which there probably hasn't been in the past. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Brings me on to uh, a little story, Pete. I could tell you. Me and my yeah. brother, me and my brother played uh, for Forfarshire at Watsons one time, and it was getting towards the end of the first half of the innings. Uh, Dale was batting down the order, maybe about nine. I think he was batting. Okay. For anyone that doesn't know Dale, Dale's a big lad. Dale's about six foot seven. He's just over two meters tall, and he was swinging the willow. He was going well, and uh, he'd scored a couple of boundaries in this over. And he went to agriculture strike one towards cow. Missed mm-hmm. the ball, crumpled in a heap, and dislocated his knee. My side. Wow. So some of the yeah, some of the Watsons boys, definitely the Force boys, I remember because they most of them burst into laughter. But I knew something was up straight away because he's got oh. a dodgy knee. Does Dale? Oh. Um, so yeah, Force yeah. done my homework there. Yeah. They've uh, yeah. managed to get Lyle Robertson in from Falkland, and okay. they've, they've lost nobody. They've retained their overseas player, Jack O'Neill, who's here for a second year. He's remained in Scotland rather than going back to Australia. So um, he'll be an important player for them. And I think Lyle actually has just returned from Australia himself. He was out there for a winter's cricket. Okay. Um, and I think he'll do well at first. I think Lyle will do well. He'll fit in there. I've seen him at a few kind of uh, socials over the last few years and uh, mm-hmm. really handy bowler. And can also bat as well. Um, so hopefully uh, he can kind of add to force because they could, since the loss of Brock Ditchman, they've never really had that same type of kind of off spinner at bowls with control. So, um, oh, I love how polite you're being there. Since the loss of Brock Ditchman, I'm pretty sure you left that same season as well. Is that not fair to say? No, Brock, Brock stayed on. He had an extra season where they basically won everything. They won oh, right. the T20 okay. Scottish Cup, the league, the grand final at the lot. Um, no okay. coincidence there. No coincidence there. But yeah, um, <laughs> seen much of Lyle Robertson, Pierre? You played against him? You, you probably have, maybe? I, I have played, I think, once against him when I played for the MCC against the sort of Scotland age group side a wee while ago, I think. Um, but I certainly, I saw a bit of him play in that. T20 nonsense or T10 nonsense is it mm. T10 nonsense whatever mm. um, 
but I've only heard good things. I've only heard good things about him. I also think I saw him play the under-19s in the 50-over World Cup. I uh, watched a little bit of that. was actually very impressed with the spell I saw in bowl that day. I forget who it was. Maybe it was the West Indies or somebody Australia, perhaps. Um, but no, um, classic kind of fourth signing that, isn't it, really? Nicking somebody out of Falkland. Um, uh, and, you know... I think the key always sports good dressing room, isn't it? They always have got a really good tight knit uh, group there. Um, so as long as you're not adding a prima donna into that, it's only going to be a good thing. Yeah. So I, I expect them they'll be pushing top three. Yeah, I think I think I'd agree. They've got to be there or thereabouts. Um, they'll only really lose Leesky probably to any kind of Scotland stuff, and Wally seems to have been. Uh, Swept aside, um, oh, as bad yeah. as that, as bad as that is. But um, so yeah, but I, yeah, I think they'll be. I think they will be top three, um, mm-hmm. up there with your Edinburgh sides, Pierre, with uh, champions Harriets. I'd imagine they'll be up there. Oh yeah, I'd have thought so. I'd have thought so. I'm sure we'll come on to them in a bit. But is have we got who's who's next on our list of? of we have to, got uh, some discuss. of your lot. The Edinburgh lots, we've got RHC. Let's talk about Kerstorfen. RHC, it's funny. As you're saying this, I'm scrolling a chain of messages I had with the um, big bird, Caleb Whiteford, who was was captain of RHC, but is no longer captain of RHC. I know he was injured last season, but I said last season that he would be the leading wicket taker in the league, and he immediately got injured. So, um, uh, but, but I know he's, he's fit and healthy. I even saw him featuring in one of Tom Foles's uh, fitness videos today, which is quite disturbing. But classic RHC, massive amount of movement as always. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the club where people come in and out, uh, left, right, and centre. So, according to King, they brought in Brandon McMullen from Sterling, yes, Sahari from Sterling, two of Sterling's key players, and Chuckle Dunford from Sterling. Forgive me for being ignorant and not knowing who, who, who he is. Gould from Clydesdale. Yeah. Worth from Dunfermline, um, who I believe is the same Worth who was at Grange a number of years ago. Yeah. And forgive my pronunciation here, but Daz Mahapatra, the leggy from Aberdeenshire, who played yes. for Scotland in the 19s. So that is a significant amount of players being brought in. On the flip side, uh, side though, they've lost um, Dicko to Harriet's, mm-hmm. um, and they've lost Naylor, as we've mentioned already, to Watsonians. Um, and Elliot Rowson and Anil have both left uh, to go f- further uh, their careers elsewhere. S- not not cricketing careers, I dare say, but you know, cr- careers within cricket. I think in London and India, respectively. Um, so a lot of a lot of turnover there. The fact that Caleb missed last season, but was, was, is a, is a kind of leading fast bowler. Um, again, that's going to massively help them. Uh, I think the thing for them is, is it's are the ins better than the outs? And, you know, if McMullen is indeed in, I've not seen it on that player edge yet, but, you know, if, 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 if he is in, that's a hell of a signing for RHC. It's a tricky place to play cricket, RHC. Um, deck's normally a bit funky. Boundary's normally short on one side. Um, is Munsey going they... to be playing Pete? Well, Munsey might play the odd game, I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he's working his magic in the background to get these guys in. So look, if, 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 if they settle down well, I think they'll be a top half side. If they don't, 
there'll be a sort of side that might pick up six wins and just about, you know, stay up. But Caleb's going to be on to me if I say that. But I, I you know, I think it's it, it, it. RHC are always one of these sides very difficult to predict. They could be, they could be fourth. They could be ninth. You know. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Liam? What do you reckon? Yeah. Well, the play. It's funny. I do. I do. I am a Badger. We are both Badgers. So I do. I do check the score. So, ha, so Harry and Dunford bat high up uh, for Sterling. Um, okay. So and. Sahar, I might not be totally spot on, but I'm pretty sure he was at Stirling University. And, okay. um, yeah, classy bat, scored a couple of league hundreds as well for Stirling last okay. year, and that's in the West. So might find the, the East wickets are a little bit easier to bat on, maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they might finish a little bit higher than middle. I think they might be middle to up, middle to top four. My thing about RHC, I've always felt it takes a lot of turn. I, I don't know, maybe you'll tell me differently as a proper yeah, spinner, but I remember yeah. playing there and seeing it turn big on certain occasions. Have they got a proper spinner who's going to get, who's going to, who's going to uh, do the job there? That's that, that, that's my question. Mm. Time will tell, Pierre. I've got a young lad, Callum. I want to say Clarkson was off his. Yeah, but he's lost his way. He's lost his way a bit, I think. Mm. I don't want to be too critical. No, of he was not. a really, really good young player. And I just felt he's maybe yipped up a little bit. He's he's mm. he's very committed to that club. Um and, and you know a good club person to have. If he comes good then absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um next in line, another uh, Edinburgh team, the Ferry Road All Stars, who have uh, I I I've got I got my information eventually, but uh so what is on a full-time deal at Derbyshire? So I don't think he'll play much. And obviously, as you mentioned, they've taken James Dickinson in from um, RHC. So a spinner in for a spinner, I suppose. And mm-hmm. they, they'll be strong. They have their, uh, what is it they call themselves? The cartel of bowlers. Is that what they call themselves? The um right? I think Ruthven, Adrian Neal... Gavin Main, uh, King Joe, King, Joe King on Grey, yeah. yeah, these these uh, these seamers they are all n- Niall, pretty handy. N- n- Neil Alexander as well, am I right? Yes, last year? yes, who's just had uh, winter in Australia as well, um, wow. playing some first grade cricket as well. Um, okay. I noticed that. Yeah, I think I want I want to say Wests was this, was the name of his club. Could be wrong, okay. but hey, Pete, did you ever have a uh, winter abroad playing cricket? Oh mate, you're talking a long time ago. Two thousand and three. Yes. I worked in New Zealand. Uh, I worked in New Zealand, played for probably Auckland's leading club, a club called Cornwall. I certainly I wasn't in their first team, but I played a bloody good level of cricket. It was the best level of cricket I played in, without a doubt, playing with, you know, in, international cricketers almost every week. It was fabulous. Really good club. Our um our pro was Paul Collingwood. So you know, nice. just to, to, uh, he was in the team above me, but I did get the opportunity on the Sunday games every so often to play with 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 him and and, and likes of that. So it was really good. Um, so, Any nights so, out yeah. with Collingwood? I heard he's good on uh, good on a night out. He yeah, absolutely. There's a really good clubhouse, really good vibe there. But I was young. I was 18. I didn't you know. I was way out of my depth. I felt a bit out of my depth, you know, with the, with these young lads. But I had a she's had a bit of a loose time. <laughs> Um, I, I, I'll leave this hanging, but um, I did end up in night in the cells. I'll put it that way. So uh, you know, forgive me for that. I was cleared of any 
charges or whatsoever, uh, but heavy-handed New Zealand police is how I would put it. Um, but that, I'll leave it at that. That is superb. And the, the, the night in the cell, Pete, was that much better in your accommodation or on, on a path? I was, it was, you know what, it was on a part, I was, I was working in a school over there as well, um, uh, and it was a, oh, it was a fa- fantastic school, produced many in all black, actually, more recently, um, but, um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, I, I tell you what, it was a year, and I, I, you know, I know, I don't know how many young lads listen to our podcast, but if you're, if you're half decent at cricket, go and play when you're 18, 19, 20 abroad, because, You'll you'll grow up so quickly. It's and it's brilliant fun. It's so good. You 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 think who are these idiots that I was playing with? But I look back now and go, actually, they're probably a lot like I was when I was thirty five. You know what I mean? And it's class. And it was really yeah. You learn to drink a lot, and it's, it's good crap. And you you certainly get better. I remember my first few nets just getting bounced, bounced. There was this lad who played for Auckland Nineteens, and he just bounced the shit out of me the whole time. Yeah. I would. I reckon I would forget my pads pretty regularly going to nets. Like I'll, I'll just, I'll just bowl this. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much like that, and they yeah. were hard nets, hard nets. You didn't have to get it. You, 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 you could, you could knock somebody's head off just with back of a length, you know. But yeah, brilliant, mate. That is brilliant. Um, Pete, your uh, old old neighbours down at Port Gower. Remember oh, Grange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, had a good conversation with a couple of people down there. Um, Tom Folds was chatting away to me, mentioned yeah. the fact that not a lot of change there. Nobody out. But yeah. that's being said, I'm still not convinced. Is Budge around? I don't even know. He didn't mention Dylan Budge, but I know mm-hmm. Budge has kind of gone off the radar a bit for Scotland. I hope he's back in Scotland because I genuinely think we need to get Dylan Budge back in the Scotland side, back playing with as much of a smile on his face as possible. And I say that yeah. in the nicest way. He's yeah. a bit of a growler. Um, they've bought Finn McCreeth in. Um, who's obviously a good player getting into the Scotland setup now? Yeah. Um, Another one lost... with, who was in Australia uh, this winter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I played a couple of MCC games with him last year, and I thought he was a fabulous player and a really nice bloke as well. So good luck to him. Um, and there's rumours Tom Soul is back netting. Um, uh, so you know, I think he's uh, so. So there's talk that he might be able to play a few games. Wouldn't it be great if if he started to get his enthusiasm back for the game because he was a fantastic cricketer. I know his bowling obviously had a few problems with his action, but I think he could still be a back to Scotland in truth, um, especially given the transitional period the side's going through. So Grange will be right up there. Top two, I would say, Grange. Yep, agreed, mate. And yeah, firmly agree, especially the comments about uh, Dylan Budge, proper cricketer. Um, hope wherever he is, he's having a, he's having a good time and uh, maybe even listen to the pod, although Budge listen to our pod, maybe not. Um, okay, on to Carrollton. So I got my information from my good friend and dentist to the stars, Umi Mohammed, um, <laughs> friend of the show. Uh, Umi, uh, let me know. Quite a lot out, Pete. Quite a lot on the way out. Um, yeah. I saw one actually popped up today. Adil Raza signed for Stenhouse Muir. Um, so I don't really know. I don't really know the the um, reasoning behind that. Um, you don't know the reason behind that, but I'm imagining no. there might be some there might be some money being passed around the way. I, I'm just guessing because I know that last year he he went and played in the uh, in in the northeast Prem, didn't he? For a little, I think there was financial. I think he was playing as a sort of a, you know a pro or a pay player. I imagine that 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 would be potentially the case in this mm. instance. Allegedly, 
However, um, Shiv Gupta and Rory McCann have moved uh, to pastures new down south. So, yeah, they, they've taken themselves away from the capital. Uh, Hugo Southwell's not going to play Saturday cricket. Tom Simpson, Suja Khan aren't available nearly as much um, as well as Fraser Brunette. So, yeah, plenty of half-decent players there that, are, uh, that you're going to lose. Oh, I think as much as, you know, Tom Simpson was captain last year. I feel like he's been, as a young player, he's always been a kind of good linchpin, holds an innings together very well. Um, they're going to have to find an, a, a replacement for that. Is that Umer? Could well be Umer. I think he's a handy, you know, uh, 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 elder statesman beside Aaron Pillai is also a very good player as well. They'll still be a good team. I don't think they'll they'll feel that it's a big loss losing a deal because he didn't play last year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lewis O'Donnell, they brought him in. Is that yes, right? they have, mate. Yeah, he was playing at Willington last year down in the northeast, and he's up uh, playing. So, Handy Seymour, some bowl at Aberdeen yeah, yeah. Uh, last year for like the Scotland Day stuff, and yeah, it looked, looked handy. So, he could be a good and bowler. And they've got some overseas. They've got they've replaced that wicketkeeping position with an overseas wicketkeeper. Am I right in thinking? That's yeah. right. Dan De Costa is in from South Africa. Plays at Warriors and Finlay Thornton is another one. Apparently from Australia, who has links to the club through his dad, Rob Thornton, who played for Carlton. So I played against Rob Thornton. Hell of a competitor. Great cricketer. Really. That's I'm talking. He captained their twos a few years ago. Um, and. Uh, yeah, really nice guy. So yeah, he'll 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 do well if, if he's anything like his dad. Super. Right, we'll move on. Um, we'll quickly talk about Falkland. Falkland have brought in Julian De Jager, who has joined from Dunkir. I've obviously mentioned already they've lost Lyle, um, but they've brought in a Jeremy Martins as their overseas amateur this year, a seam bowling all rounder from South Africa, and Harsha Kure as well. Harsha the Sri Lankan kind of. Veteran pro now, I suppose. He's played a bit of cricket all over Scotland. Um, so Falkland, again, I think they've got a, they've got a good advantage playing at home. I think, yep. can, uh, especially if they win the toss there, you can really take advantage of conditions. Um, they do have a thriving youth setup. Um, one bowler in particular, Logan Briggs. Don't know if you've seen him, Pete. Little uh, left arm offy, handy mm-hmm. bowler um, who will hopefully grow with Lyle not being there and kind of have a little bit more responsibility with his overs, but he is a handy bowler. Um, so, but I think, I think they'll have an upward, an uphill struggle um, in the league. Could be, it could be, but they, um, you know, if, if they win a few home games, that'll certainly help. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Stonywood Dice, I think they are, they've retained both overseas from last year. So, Dupree Stander and Gareth Wilmerans are both over, both South African They've lads. got a different Wilmerans. It's a guy called Sean Wilmerans. He is the second team pro. Is that right? Okay, yes. well then I'm talking rubbish. Fair play to you. Yeah, so that's Gareth's younger brother, mate. So he is okay. joining. Good, good. And last but not least, Stu Mel, who have probably made arguably one of the biggest inter-club signings this year, would you say, Pete? I'd say so. I know there were a few other clubs sniffing around, um, but yeah, Riyad Henry, fair play to them. Brilliant bit of business, that. I think Riyad will uh, improve Stumel, and they've retained their professional Shailen Pilly, so here we go, whistle stop tour of uh, Eastern Premier League, Pete. 
Joe, yeah. we'll, we'll maybe leave predictions of uh, top and bottom till we get Parker back. Um, yeah, we can do that. But let's um, let's open it up. Hopefully, when we get this out on Twitter, yeah. I, I want to see what other people think about where teams are going to finish this season. Like Who's going to be at the top? Who's going to be down the bottom? Um, I, I you know, and we might join in. But uh, but yeah, we want we'll, we'll wait for Hoggy to get at uh, for for our conclusive uh, opinions, and we'll we'll sniff about preseason, see what's going on there, and see if there's any. We're getting any any intel from that, yes. I suppose, Liam. Yeah, like it, like it, mate. I'll talk. We'll talk before we go, Pete. I just want to quickly mention um, this guy who we've both played cricket with in our time. He was at mm-hmm. Watson's. He is a egg and bacon loser, and he did play at Force. Um, he is an absolute super bloke, to be fair, and a really talented cricket and sportsman. We're talking about none other than Amon Balewell. What's your recollection of Bale as you played much with him, Pete? Do you know what? I played against him a number of years ago when he was a Scotland, like under 19. But um, then I played with him for the egg and bacon a, um, a couple of times. And he's, I just, I like teammates like that, full of energy, you know, always a laugh, just take, doesn't, doesn't take it too seriously, but plays the right way. Um, and yeah, great man, great guy, really like him. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, much the same. Baylor's used to uh, bowl six or seven overs of beautiful left arm in swing and out swing and batsman used to play and miss it and then I'd come in and bowl a hip high full toss and get a guy out at caught at cow and Bailers would just be shaking his head in the background. Um, however, let's talk about what he's up to. So I'm into those who don't know our sport fans out there had a baby daughter Alina and Alina was born with a heart condition um, this thankfully was spotted very early at the 20 week scan and um, she had open heart surgery uh, soon after she was born. Uh, she's made a full recovery and she's at full health. Thank, thank you. Oh, thanks for that. Anyway, the man upstairs. Um, so Bale, well being the legend that he is, has decided to run four marathons uh, over four days with a combined height of Mount Everest. Um, he'd never run more than eight kilometres before November 2021, and he's taken on this challenge. So everyone yeah. at um, Halfway at Middle is behind you for that, Bailers, and we'll put up your link, your Just Giving link, for uh, the charity that helped called Tiny Tickers, who uh, provided some of the equipment that spotted the heart defect and some of the training. So... What a cause. So, sports fans, please get behind the Ammon Bailwell. Lovely cause. Fantastic. Great way to finish the pod. 